You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Seiku Elaine. Welcome, Seiku. Thanks, Bernie. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Seiku, you are the president of InvestTT in Trinidad. And InvestTT is a government-run investment promotion agency. And ICOR has worked with your agency for six years, collaborating to set up a sizable workforce in Trinidad, which currently numbers more than 1,000 people. Now, on this episode, we're going to learn more about Trinidad, about InvestTT, and how your agency has helped us set up an award-winning customer care facility in Trinidad. So before we get into that, though, first, Seku, let's begin with an introduction. Tell us about Trinidad. Tell us about InvestTT. And of course, the scope of your responsibility as president. Sure. Uh, thanks, Uri, and thanks again for having me. So Trinidad and Tobago are the most th- southerly islands in, in the Caribbean. Uh, there are two islands. The larger island is Trinidad. The smaller island is Tobago. And it's just off the coast of South America, more specifically Venezuela. So we're right down to the southern part of the Caribbean. And it's two islands, one country, one republic, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, and we're quite different than uh, the rest of the Caribbean. In fact, we've had a long history in the oil and gas industry. Uh, and because of that, the larger island of Trinidad has become very industrialized with large industries and oil, gas, and downstream products, producing things like urea, methanol, and uh, liquid uh, natural gas for exports all over the world. So uh, Trinidad is very industrialized, and the small island of Tobago is more typical to the Caribbean with the sun, sea, and sand, and the serenity, and the relaxing atmosphere and lifestyle. So Trinidad and Tobago is sort of the perfect blend of a very strong industrial infrastructure, as well as the sun, sea, and sand that tourists expect when they come to the Caribbean. Okay. Invest Trinidad and Tobago, uh, InvestTT for short, is the investment promotion agency for the country which I head up. We are a government agency that reports to the Ministry of Trade and Industry, and we're responsible for uh, attracting, retaining, and facilitating investments or direct business operations in Trinidad and Tobago, um, similar to the one uh, similar to ICOR. So. The services we offer to investors, free of charge, by the way, uh, we work with investors like ICOR to uh, provide information in them doing their due diligence on the market for operations. Um, and, and that happens across several iterations, uh, all the way to liaising with government agencies to ensure that they have the approvals required to get up and running and to get going. And then we continue to work with companies like ICOR uh, to ensure that their expansion plans and their operations are successful within the country. Um, And we do all of this uh, as an aid to the economic development strategy of the government of Trinidad and Tobago and really enjoy working with companies and have enjoyed working with ICOR uh, to employ Trinidadians and Tobagonians in providing services and products to international markets. Terrific. Now, Seku, one of the many things that attracted us to Trinidad is the local workforce. So why don't you tell us about the local workforce? Great. Um, Great question. So, 
Trinidad and Tobago has really been able to leverage its success in the oil and gas industry to reinvest in developing the infrastructure and the labor pool. So in fact, uh, tertiary education is completely free uh, for all uh, Trinidadian citizens. Uh, so primary, secondary, and tertiary. Um, and because of that, we have a highly educated, a highly skilled population on the basis of the technical skills required for an industrial economy and the investments in uh, the cost of education for its citizenry. So you find they're highly um, adaptable, highly educated, and Trinidadians have historically uh, moved very, uh, um, ha had a high level of movement between North America and Trinidad. So the population is very transient. We have a large diaspora in North America. I myself, I'm a dual citizen of Canada and spend half my life there and half my life back in Trinidad and Tobago. And so you have a population that has a very strong cultural affinity to North America, a strong understanding of American and Canadian culture. Uh, and because of our technology infrastructure is also very digitally adapted, social media um, and social media conscious. So you find a population that is skilled, uh, understands the culture of North America very well, is able to respond to the requirements of servicing that type of client and has access to the infrastructure with which to do so. So uh, you're looking at a, um, you know, a very up-to-date, very skilled uh, population and labor force that companies can access. Well, Seiko, as you know, i currently operates in two facilities uh, in Trinidad, in Wallerfield and Barataria, with a little over 72,000 square feet. And as I said earlier, about more than 1,000 employees. Also, as you know, we're currently in, in the mode of expanding to a third facility, and we're going to almost double our square footage to about 120,000 square foot. And that site should be ready this year, 2021, before we close out the year. And I have to say that we're really seeing significant demand for growth in, in these facilities, and it's based on the performance of our employees there, which is your local workforce. It's also the attractiveness of the country and its people. And you know, I might add that part of the attractiveness is that Trinidad and Tobago are located below the hurricane belt. So in addition to the labor force, which is terrific, that location below the hurricane belt is also very attractive as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. And, and you know, I'd have spoken earlier to our geographic lo location at the southern end of the Caribbean. And that's really why most of the storms that blow through every year just pass north of us. So it's very important from a business continuity standpoint that not only do you have access to uh, an educated and adaptable labor pool, a great telecom infrastructure, you have a high level of uptime. Uh, so even if you are somewhere else in the region, you can have a second location in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, from a redundancy standpoint, and certainly ICO has benefited that across its two locations, and as they uh, expand into a third location as well, which we're very excited about. Terrific. Well, speaking of uptime, um, let's talk about the impact of COVID on working conditions in Trinidad. Sure, great question. So COVID, as it has done globally, uh, had an impact on Trinidad and Tobago as well, and the government moves very quickly last March, uh, in first instance, to close borders and to institute public health regulations to ensure that we could curb the spread as much as we could. So uh, mask wearing, social distancing, and remote working. Um, and i actually was ahead of the government regulations and uh, in, to ensure the safety of its employees, uh, was able to pivot very quickly to a 95% work from home model. Uh, I believe it was within just two weeks of, of, of Corona coming to the country. Yeah. Uh, and it was really a testament to, again, the adaptability of the labor pool now working from home, 
the middle class live, uh, living standards in Trinidad and Tobago. So everybody would have had uh, access to a device and a quiet space from which to deliver those services. And uh, a testament again to the strength of the uh, telecom infrastructure in Trinidad and Tobago. So um, again, ICO as a great corporate citizen here, uh, again, led the way in moving to that remote work um, um, situation. They're now doing hybrid, uh, which seems like what the industry yeah. is moving towards. Uh, but certainly, um, uh, testament and kudos to ICO for doing so very quickly. And to, of course, the labor pool and being adaptable in the telecom infrastructure for allowing that to happen. Yeah. Well, Seku, you know, we're, we take great pride in being great neighbors and really focusing on improving the lives of our employees and the communities that they live in. And as you pointed out, we moved over 95% of our Trinidad staff to a work at home model. And we did that in just a few days. And in fact, we're also providing them with internet stipends to the team. And we continue to do that today. And, and that has not had any impact on our performance. In fact, in fact, in 2020, I-Corps Trinidad was the center of the year, the number one in performance for one of our biggest clients in the customer support and customer sales area. And we were competing against some very, very large BPOs that have nearshore and offshore operations doing the same work. And Seku, this is a great accomplishment for our Trinidad team. And it's a great testament to just the quality of the, our employees there and the support that we've received from your team at InvestTT. Absolutely. And we were, we were extraordinarily excited to hear about that award. Kudos to ICO and its operational protocols. And again, uh, the workforce and the telecom infrastructure and being able to support them, being able to uh, achieve that award during COVID. Uh, some of the other destinations in the Caribbean were highly impacted by COVID uh, within their office spaces. And we were able to avoid that completely. So Investity was extraordinarily happy that they were able to pivot that quickly and eager to work with them to ensure that any, um, any operational issues that they may have had were addressed on the government agency side. So we continue to work with ICO in, um, in that regard. And we look forward to a lot more awards. <laughs> so do we. So do we. Um, and actually, let's talk about working together because we've worked together for six years now. Maybe you can comment. You, you, you work in your role. You work with a lot of companies. So maybe you can comment on what, how, what's your working relationship like with i -Corps? Great relationship. And it's been different people for at different periods and, uh, and re depending on what the requirements were at the time. So in the first instance, six years ago, worked with Dustin and his team very directly. And I still have a great relationship with Dustin, continue to work with him as we move along. So with the U.S.-based team, we've worked with them all the way through their initial due diligence. Dustin asked a ton of questions about the labor pool and trying to understand it. So I'm glad that all the answers we gave him actually proved themselves uh, six years later. Uh, but also worked very closely with the team in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, uh, the site director, as well as the HR manager on the labor pool side, particularly during the COVID period, uh, Dustin and Crystal, if I, if I can say who she is, uh, have always been questioning and querying uh, to ensure that they were operating within the protocols of the COVID protocols and to ensuring that their staff was safe and able to deliver the customers, uh, sorry, the service that their customers required. And again, testament to that with the award they've won. So working with ICOR has been extraordinarily progressive. They are highly aware of the need to be a great corporate citizen, and they are. And they keep us on our toes as well, all right? So, so every issue that arises, uh, we need to do a work, uh, a work through solution. And it's not a million issues, it's several here and there, but we ensure that they uh, are able to maintain their uptime and operate in, in, you know, in a challenging environment that way. Terrific, thank you. And, and, and likewise, it's a, it's a great relationship. We enjoy it very much and it's very mutually productive. 
Seku, what's your crystal ball say over the next two to five years? What's your vision for nearshoring in Trinidad? Oh, great question, Bernie. So I think in the next year or so, we're hoping to grow to double the amount of seats that ICO has now as our only international uh, call center BPO provider. Uh, and so that'll take us to 2,500 seats. We think we can get to 5,000 seats in a two, two to three year time frame. Um, again, us being an unsaturated market, great labor pool, great telecom infrastructure, and the redundancy that we offer being outside of the hurricane belt, and so low incidences of natural disasters, uh, I think will allow us to get to about 5,000 seats, two and a half to three years. Five years out, we're hoping for 10,000 seats. And, uh, you know, with the model that we've proved out with ICO, we're hoping that ICO benefits as much as possible from that growth. But of course, there are other companies we're talking to as well. Um, but certainly, uh, we expect that the ICO model will allow them to grow and meet its expansion goals and continue to win awards and bring on new clients in Trinidad and Tobago. Well, I don't see any reason why that can't happen. I think it's very doable. Again, as I said earlier, we're seeing a lot of demand and we're seeing just a great labor pool. So um, I think that's very doable. And in fact, after this podcast, Seku, I think maybe the word's going to get out. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there sooner than later. Good, good. Seku, one final question. And I love asking this question and I can't wait to hear your answer. And that is, when you are not working, what do you like to do for fun? Bernie, I'm always working. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bernie, I mean, having moved from Canada to Trinidad and Tobago, you might guess that I love uh, the Caribbean lifestyle in terms of it being warm all year. So yeah. a lot of what I do uh, is outdoor activity. I have a huge family down here. So socializing, um, visiting the beach, the rivers, heading across to Tobago, uh, taking, you know, taking some time off. And that's always been a lot of fun and something I continue to engage in. Great cultural festivals. We have the carnival in Trinidad and Tobago, which in fact is the first thing that kept me coming back home in a very uh, regular basis. Uh, we call it the greatest show on earth and, and, and it is an amazing carnival. Anybody who's heard about it and have not visited really should check it out. When we get out of this COVID period, of course, we haven't been able to have it in the last year or two, or just in the last year actually. Uh, but certainly enjoy the Caribbean lifestyle and enjoy visiting some of the other Caribbean islands as well. Each island does have something different to offer. So I've done a significant amount of travel in the region as well. Certainly Trinidad and Tobago is still the best. So it's always great to come back home and uh, still be able to enjoy, again, the industrial uh, nightlife of the city life that you can find in Trinidad and then the sun, sea and sand and the serenity of Tobago. And I think, you know, last but not least, what's been really, really fun for me, and to be honest, is sharing more information and educating people about Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, many people have preconceived notions and perceptions of the Caribbean. I think Trinidad breaks through a lot of those perceptions. And so over time, the ability to represent the country, fly the flag, as they say, and educate people on uh, what it is like in Trinidad and Tobago, what it's like living here, the cultural activities, um, the, you know, the quality of life, and of course, the business opportunities one can avail themselves of here as well. So, Terrific. I love all the above. And, and let me say, Sekou, that your passion for Trinidad and Tobago and sharing the story and educating people, your passion really shines through. I can see how authentic it is and how you enjoy sharing that story. And I just want to thank you publicly here for the support that you and your team have given us, continue to give us, and will continue to give us as we continue to grow and, and prosper together. So I just want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for taking your time to join me here to tell that story on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast. 
Thank you very much, Bernie. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, also, uh, it's been a pleasure working with ICOR. We look forward to working with ICOR. Also want to thank my internal team, especially Stacey Adams and Melissa, uh, who are the ones that work with me with ICOR. Those are the account managers for, for the account. And we look forward to that third location. We look forward to the growth and expansion and ICOR being a major part of our vision for this industry in the next two to five years. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digital Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.